guys. Go I'm, ahead. I'm Bethany. Oh, did you want me to say something there? Yeah. I'm Dalton. Oh, you guys. It has been a morning. Dalton is a little over-caffeinated. I am not over-caffeinated. I've only had a cup and a half of over coffee. Over-snarky? No, that, it's not snarky. I'm in a good mood. That's what it is, people. I'm in a good mood. Well, if this is a good mood, I think we're all You're in doomed. for a rude awakening. If I can keep this going for a while. Oh, boy. It's true. You're high energy. Anyway, none of that is what we came here to talk about today. You're going to call me high maintenance. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> Welcome back to, I believe, the second backstage pass of the season, and we are actually taking a little bit of a different angle on this one because Dalton has something he really wants to talk about. So this is not a listener question, but it is a question that um, I guess he has been thinking about or has been posed to him lately. And so we are going to look at the topic of, should my significant other, should I find happiness in my significant Mm. other like should they be a source of happiness to me or not and so that's what we're going to take a look at um in today's episode and actually i'm sitting here we're we're actually recording this in dalton's office and he has done an extensive uh word study that relates to this because i'm looking at the whiteboard in his office and it is absolute it's a big whiteboard well poor you i was doing it yesterday (laughs) i was doing it yesterday and she could probably hear me coming through the wall i was writing so fast share a wall and i was like what is he doing over there i was i was getting into it well no i was told um by our pastor you should find a time every single day to spend a couple hours intentionally diving into the word no phones or anything like that so i threw my phone literally threw it on the floor and was like i'm done with you for a little while and i just went to town um, on this concept because i was sitting eating uh, chipotle mm, love me some chipotle not a shout out not a sponsor I mean, uh, we wouldn't turn it down. If, if it meant I got free Chipotle, there you go. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to share common um, interest no, and beliefs. No, no. Anyway, eating some Chipotle, listening to a, a sermon from a pastor, and he brought up the concept of blessed and immediately called it happy. And for some reason, that has just always frustrated me when I hear a pastor say, to be blessed just means to be happy. Because it's always this uh, lazy Southern pastor, typically with a really thick accent, that's just saying "happy," and it bothers me because I, I feel like they're anyone. they're downplaying and oversimplifying what that word means. I feel like it's almost a misinterpretation of both words, in a sense. Kind of like true me, happiness and true blessedness. Yeah. So, dove into the word pulled out all of my my Greek books and everything and was jumping in to try and understand this. The Greek word is makarios. You don't care about that. I know you don't, but I'm going to say it anyway. Greek word is makarios, and the idea behind it um, is to be supremely blessed, uh, which is by extension to be well off, but there's also another way to understand it. It's not just happy, but it's happy to the exponential degree. So it carries a greater weight than what we would use the word mm-hmm. happy in the English language. Yeah. There's power and weight behind it. Now, you didn't come to listen to this epi- episode to hear about a Greek word and for me to break down and parse the word makarios. No, we, we did not. The reason why I bring this up, because for me, I, I've noticed recently this this trend of where God has just blessed me tremendously with some things, big needs that I had. Um, and yet I didn't feel happy. You would think, okay, I've gotten this, this, and this. I should feel happy. And I was trying to get to the bottom of, okay, if if the word blessed 
means happy. I've been blessed. Why am I not happy? Well, I started diving into every everywhere in the New Testament where this word is used, over 50 usages of this exact word. Wow. In almost every single instance, it is tied not to circumstances, but to delighting specifically in the Lord. So how this relates to a dating show, because I know you're all trying to figure <laughs> out rain it in. <laughs> what in the world all of this means, the question that you just posed is, should my significant other make me happy? Yeah. Does my relationship with this person form my happiness? My answer is no. Okay. Explain. A lot of times we approach dating and, and this other person of, okay, well, if it's going well with them, I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. If it's not going well with them or if it ends, I am not going to be happy. Which according to the scriptures is false. That that shouldn't be our approach because, and there's really three passages that stood out to me. So if you if my sound changes, I don't know if moving around changes my sound a little bit. <laughs> Uh, three passages that just absolutely hammered me yesterday. One is Luke eleven twenty eight that says, uh, Blessed, or the idea of being supremely happy, rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So you want to know how you are happy? You hear the word of God, you keep it. Acts twenty thirty five. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And then James one twenty five. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. In every single one of those instances, to be supremely happy to the exponential degree is tied directly to knowing and delighting in the Word of God, being obedient to the Word of God, and laying down one's own life for someone else. Nowhere in the Scriptures is the concept of happiness directly related to your circumstances. So it's not related to, well, what does this person think of me? Right. How are things going with my significant other? Now, we like to make our happiness circumstantial with our, our dating relationship. So a few practical examples of we're in the talking stage. Well, are they interested in me? Does it seem like they want to hold a conversation with me? And then there's those moments of which, because we all overthink things, let's be honest, you're texting or talking to the person, and then you go like a day without saying anything. We go into a panic. <laughs> well, do they not like me anymore? Did I say something wrong? And we get upset, and we lose that happiness. Well, there's other examples. What are some other examples you would say of, I'm trying to get you jumping in here because I've been <laughs> rambling for a minute. Other examples of, of circumstantial happiness in relationships. Well, yeah, I think, a, you know, a big... Um not hot button, that's not the right word, but a buzzword maybe. Something you hear a lot about in um, in Christian dating even is talking about, okay, well, the different love languages. Uh, which I think there's value in knowing how does your significant other, you know, feel appreciated, feel bad, whatever. But it's not an, something that you demand from that person. That's an, that becomes an idol at that point. And so I think if your happiness depends on them showing you affection or care in a certain way, and if they don't, well, then you're not going to be happy anymore. Um, you're placing that on that person and something you're demanding from them as opposed to just letting them be who they are and you, you get your joy from the Lord. Um, so that's one thing that I thought of while you were talking, um, is that, but I think another one too, that pro- I can hear people having questions and I feel like one thing people are gonna say, well, yeah, but if I've been dating someone for a year and they break up with me, well, I'm not going to be like, yay, you know, they break up with me. You know, I'm not gonna be happy about it. 
And so I kind of want to make the distinction. I think in the English language, happy, happiness is, is kind of reduced to just a fluctuating emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe like maybe in the English, like what, what you're talking about is like this deep rooted joy um, and almost more of a state of being as opposed to a feeling. Well, that's okay. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Because, uh, before we got on here, we were talking about there's so many other instances in the Old Testament where the same concept is used. Mm-hmm. The, the translation of the Old Testament word in, in the Hebrew yeah. is a state of being. Okay. So you, you just hit the nail right on the head. Okay, there. yeah. Happiness is not circumstantial. Yeah. Yes, I get it. Like if, if you've been dating for someone for two or three years, you're talking about engagement. You, I mean, you're well down the road in this. You love each other's families. You think it's a future, and then it abruptly ends. Right. Of course, you're going to be sad, and you're going to be upset. Yeah. But that shouldn't remove the mm-hmm. joy and the happiness that you feel in the Lord. Yeah. Because it is a state of being. Yeah, and it, and that looks like knowing He's good and He is sovereign. And while this doesn't feel good, quote unquote, in the moment. You know that he's working at, you know, this is something that he will work out to make you more like him. This is for a purpose and all that. Those, those things don't change. Um, and I think on the flip side, when you're in a relationship, I, what I don't think what you're saying is that if you get happiness from being around that person, you enjoy being around them, they make you happy, um, that that's not okay. Like, that's kind of the point of dating and in a sense is figuring out, do I enjoy being around mm-hmm. this person? So it's not a matter of saying, oh, well, if you're happy to see your boyfriend, then something is wrong. <laughs> That's not what you're saying, no. right? Okay. No, it, you, you should enjoy being around the other person. Yeah. What I'm pushing back on is the concept of, when we're talking about that state of being, mm-hmm. are they the source of that happiness? Are you delighting in this person? The problem with that is you're putting way too much pressure exactly. on this other person. It's also an idol issue. You're making them an idol in yeah. your life rather than the Lord being that source of happiness. So that's you're, you're putting a crushing weight on a significant other that they are ultimately going to fail you. Yeah, because they were never intended to carry that no. weight. Yeah. But God was. God is concerned about our happiness. Uh-huh. Not in the way that the world uses it, but in the way that he uses it of that eternal state of being. He is concerned of what we find our joy in. Because he knows everything else will fail, and he will not. And that's why so often in the New Testament, when it talks about this idea of being blessed or to be happy to the extreme degree, it's never tied into circumstances. In fact, the only time like circumstantially it talks mm-hmm. about this, it's bad circumstances. Mm, and look, that you should be joyful in, you look in at, spite of. Uh, the Beatitudes in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the meek. What? <laughs> yeah. That that almost is counterintuitive to what the prosperity gospel says of you will be happy if you receive all these things. God just wants to bless you. In <laughs> the words accident. of of Vody Bauckham, help you. <laughs> yes. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Just to you, it, that's proverbial language by the way. You can you can say stupid. Um <laughs> You really I love, feel strongly about that, don't yeah, you? <laughs> I I love the word stupid. It's fun. That's funny. Anyway, when you make the blessing of this other person, your source of happiness, you are setting yourself up for hurt. Yeah. But when you make God the true source of your joy and your happiness, you are actually doing more good for the other person. Mm-hmm. 
because you are taking that pressure off of them that never belonged to them, and you're reflecting the love of God and showing them that that's where they need to be too. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the stress and angst and anxiousness and whatever other word you want to throw in there that we deal with, maybe even some of the confusion in dating is because we have placed a responsibility on the other person Mm -hmm. that is not theirs to have. Whether it's that ultimate responsibility that God should have, he should be the one providing satisfaction and joy and peace in your life, not that person. But also at the same time, like it may be putting too much responsibility on the person that's not theirs to have right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing of like, okay, yes, the, 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 the happiness and the, the joy that come from a husband is not the same that a guy you've been dating six weeks should provide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that there's a scale of that too. But I think a lot of what we deal with in general, the problem in dating is that we're putting pressure, we're putting responsibility, we're putting weight on this guy or this girl uh, that you're dating that's not theirs, whether it's that it should be the Lord's or that it sh- you know, it's not time for that. And like you, I think you've said in a previous episode, maybe even today, you're really creating an idol mm-hmm. out of dating in general or that person specifically. And... There is only one end to that, and it is not good. (laughs) We are fickle and emotional Mm -hmm. creatures. And when we place the source of our happiness on our circumstances of how is it going with he or she? Are are we Mm -hmm. progressing well? Are the dates going well? When you put that burden there, you're going to be hurt. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. It it could end well, and you get married, you're still going to get hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that person is going to do something that is going to hurt your feelings or fail you in some way. And for me, I mean, this has been, I've been a Christian for 20 years. And it's just now hitting me square in the face (laughs) of, I mean, I've known, okay, true source of joy is the Lord. It's not like I'm saying I haven't known that. Right. But it hasn't saturated the heart in which it has in the last 24 hours. Where I mean, the Lord has taken a two by four and hit me in the back of the head. I mean, just absolutely hammered me with this because I fall into the trap of making it circumstantial. It cannot be a circumstantial happiness. You Mm -hmm. cannot make your significant other the source of your happiness. That belongs to God and God alone. Yeah. Amen. That's my soapbox. There we go. I think that's a good place to end it. That's a good place to end. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I'm glad you wrote all of that and wanted to talk about it. I think that's a good, a good topic. And it's something that we all need to remember because I can guarantee, because we're all fallen sinful human beings to some extent, we all look for more than we should in that other person. Mm -hmm. We just do me, you, all of us. And so that's a good reminder to all of us to kind of recenter, re, you know, prioritize what needs to be. And yeah, let me throw out one more thing here to the person that is listening. That's not dating right now. And is in a place of where you're wondering if you're ready to date, Mm. get this down first. Ah, that's a, yes, I agree. Figure this out first. 10,000%. Figure out what it means to delight in the promises of God, to delight in his word, to delight in being obedient and laying down your own life. 
and then jump into a relationship, oh, it is going to do so much good for you. Yes, because in the same way that your boyfriend or girlfriend should not be providing you happiness, your lack of one should not be removing it Mm. at the same time. So being single should not be something that is this constant weight over your head and oh my word what's wrong with me and like you you're losing your joy because of your marital status um that is just as wrong and just as much of an idol you've you've still made dating and a significant other as much of an idol as if you had one and they were there and that's not going to change once you do have someone so like you said deal with this now get this in check now and it will make your future relationships 10 million times simpler that's a lot of time. A lot of times. Many it times. probably won't be actually 10 Many million times. times simpler. Oh, man. Okay. That's a great spot to end with your 10 Perfect. million times. We're going to wrap it there, guys. We will be back on Wednesday with another episode. But until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Doug. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.